Amen. Praise the Lord. Turn to the ninth chapter of Mark. Ninth chapter. Amen. Amen. I looked on uh, at my own brother. It is. Looked on the card of And this order make us proud. It says, Sending Church, Mount Vernon Independent Baptist Church, Mexico, Pampaga, Philippines. Marvin is not sitting over there spending American money for nothing. Amen. He's sending out other churches. And it makes me proud uh, when some of ours, we don't need no more churches in America. We need to fill up what we got. Amen. Amen. But it makes me proud when ours can go out. Amen. And preach in other places and bring a gospel. Whether it be another church, a prison, or wherever it is, I'm privileged to be a part of it. Amen. All the dads, happy Father's Day. Appreciate you. From the depths of our heart, there's many this year that dad has passed on. And I believe Philip, 53 years old, dad got a funeral this evening after church. Uh, you know, it's, it's a heartbreaker any time, but. Amen on Father's Day makes it worse. And I know you girls lost your dad. Boy lost his wife. And there's been several losses. I've lived so long, I don't get to preach nobody's funeral older than me. They're all younger. Amen. So you young'uns are dying too. Amen. Am I getting out? Is this. This thing getting out. I feel like I'm just shut down. I don't know. All right. Mark 9. What I want to preach on, and man, this ain't a Father's Day message. It's for my part, but it's what God's given. He made it unmistakably clear. And if the fire is not quenched, the fire is not quenched. And I'm going to have to say, I'm not just preaching this to the lost people. I believe God has told us to preach this, that we Christians, us men, would get excited and realize there's a literal, a literal burning hell. Amen. And we don't want nobody to go there. Man, this is pressed in. It's pressed in on my heart. America has got. We don't visit no more. We send a text. We don't even we don't even call to take a minute to talk to our brother or sister that's down. We don't have time. We've got too busy. 
We've got too tied up. And I'm going to tell you something. When you're shut in at home, it's a, it's a great time for Satan to come in and mess up your mind. Come in and make you feel sorry for yourself. Send you strong delusion and depression that nobody loves you, nobody cares. All of that is the work of Satan, and he's doing his job. We can sit at home if we want to, but Satan is doing his job. Amen. And Mark chapter 9 and about the 42nd verse. Oh, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. I can think of so many times, so many reasons, if I hadn't been in the house of the Lord, been obligated to the house of the Lord, I would have quit. I would have thrown in the towel. I would have given up. If I thought it made no difference to nobody else. But I'm going to tell you, your life makes a difference to somebody else. Your life is important. God saved your soul because you are important. Listen to the Word of God. He said, And whosoever shall offend one of these little ones that believeth in me, it is better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he were cast under the sea. And I thought about a new convert, and Butcher just taught it. We've preached it many times about the the seed sown, and the word had its own soft ground. And for a little while, we serve God, and then we quit. Can I tell you something? So many of our new converts gets offended by the old Christians. So many of the old Christians won't come on. And uphold the bloodstained banner of Jesus Christ. And the young Christian, Satan says, there's no point in you going. Many times, and I'll say it again, if it hadn't been for my standing in the church, I would have quit. You know, if it hadn't mattered to nobody else. And Satan has told me, I can serve God at home by myself, and I can read the Scripture, and I can watch TV. But he's a liar. He was a liar from the beginning, glory to God. And he wants me out of church. He wants my seed empty. He wants me to quit praising God. He wants to stop you all along the way. The Bible said, for me to offend one of these little ones, it'd be better for me to be cast a millstone around my neck and cast into the sea to take out of, out of the sight of people, take out of the of this whole world, that my testimony would be right in the bottom of the sea. It'd be better for me to be there than it would for me to offend one of these little ones. A child that the seed's been sowed on the rock and he never got no moisture and the sun came and the cares of the riches of this world has separated me from God. Honey, it'd be better that I be cast 
to see than it would be, amen, to offend one. That it just started for the glory of God. That hadn't got rooted and grounded in the Word of God. Let me say again, we are important as children of God. There's not a one in here that Satan ain't said, you're a nobody. You're not important. They don't need you. The church don't love you. Honey, that's the trick of the devil. And that's why so many churches are sitting empty today. Amen. Because they've listened to the lie of the devil. You're needed in church. You're needed in the army of God. I'm glad in World War II, in the Vietnam conflict, in the Korean conflict, in World War I. I'm glad the soldiers didn't quit, that they went on and made me to be born in a free country, to worship God in spirit and in truth, that we've given down communism, we've given down antichrist, we've given down the workers of iniquity, Uh, we kept the the gay in the closet, but we've let up and let sin out of the closet, and adulteries, all right, fornications, all right, sin is all right, but the word of God says that they'll literally burn in hell, and it's a place where the Bible said, Jesus is on writing in Mark, and he said, where the fire is not quenched. You can call 911, Skull Camp Fire Department, would you come? My house is on fire. The Bible said the fire is not quenched. Hell won't be put out. There won't be enough water. There won't be enough... The fire of hell will not be quenched. Neighbor, it's time that we get on board of the gospel ship of Christ. Amen. Amen. And put sin aside and walk for the Lord. Five times right here in eight or nine. Eight or nine verses. Five times it said, and the fire is not quenched. Let us read it. Church, I ain't going to preach long. Got to save my voice. Got a funeral at 2 o'clock outside, and God knows what I need. He said, If thy hand, if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell. Unto the fire that never shall be quenched. The fire never shall be quenched. The Bible said, and there ain't a one of us, when it would break my heart to lose my right hand. But it'd be better for me to lose my right hand than it would if my hand is offending me. Than to end up in eternal hell where the fire will never be quenched. Think about that today. How important are your hands? 
How important both hands is to you. How important if, if we mash a finger. How we, how it messes up our everyday life. If we, uh, stick a splinter into it or cut a finger and got it broke or bandaged. How important that hand is. But God said it's better and God don't want you to cut your hand off because God is our healer of the withered hand. I remember that hand that was with and God healed the withered hand. So God don't want you to cut your hand off. I'm going to tell you how ignorant people are. I remember a boy that had a car. He's dead now. I remember when I first got saved, and he was so crazy about so many things. And he said God told him not to ride a car for him to walk to church. He come out a little later, Brendan. Andy probably remembers. He come out a little later, said he couldn't wear shoes, so he'd come down the hot pavement. I didn't know the mileage, but I, I forgot five miles. And he'd come down the pavement to church. He even said that he stuck his arm to a, a steam jenny that the pipes were boiling hot and blistered his arm. God, he said, God said for him to do that. Only in India, they're killing herself and think they're doing God justice. In the trade centers, they killed herself because they thought they were doing the right thing for God. But people are crazy. God don't want us made. God don't want us blind. God don't want us crippled. But God wants our whole heart to serve Him. He wants every instrument in the church. He wants every instrument in the church working that He might glorify Lord Jesus Christ, he don't want us hurt. He don't want us broke. I don't know, I don't know why. My cancer in my throat, and I've lost my voice. I don't know why. But the last three, last two weeks, last two weeks, I've been called to go pray with three with cancer. That's dying with cancer. I can feel what cancer is. God may be using me for an example that I know what cancer is. I know what I have a part taken away. I ain't whole no more. But can I tell you something? God ain't got no plans, amen, for me to stop. God's got plans for me to finish, amen, and something else. I'm not broken hearted. I'm not downhearted. It's aggravating. But I'm here to give God glory and praise to be an example out of somebody else that God still touches old folks. God still touches people that's wore out. God still touches people that ain't whole no more. But glory to God. I'm glad today that he said that place where the fire shall never be I don't have to go there. Why? Not because I just believe in Jesus, but I'm trying to finish this race. Many have believed in Jesus, but they've not finished the race. Honey, if we believe wholeheartedly in Jesus, we'd raise the colored windows. They'd be peeping in the windows to get a little bit of the Word of God to dodge that fire that don't 
never go out. The fire that can't be put out. There's nothing can be done to stop the fire of hell. Honey, all we can do is serve God and miss eternal fire and damnation. Oh, glory to God. Next week, if anybody asks you, Have you heard a message on hell lately? You tell them, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. We've just heard a message on hell. God is still sending out messages on hell. The greatest thing, the greatest deception that Satan has today is telling you you've got another day. I know hundreds of people that'll tell you they got four years old. They got saved when they was eight years old. They got saved when they was 12 years old. Honey, if you've never done nothing with it, you're twice dead, plucked up by the roots. Honey, you've dried up. If you ain't served God, you've dried up. You've been deceived by Satan, by thinking you're all right. When you stand before God, he's going to look at you and he's going to put you on the left side. And he's going to say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Because the riches and the cares of this world has caught you up, took you out of church, took you out of the word of God. And hell is going to be our home. Amen. Satan is a deceiver. And he wants to deceive. Every one of you. There's no fear of God because Satan has told us you're all right. You're all right. If you're in sin today, fornication. If you're still lying. If you're living in adultery. If you're not treating people right. Amen. If you're not in the house of the living God. It's the place that God set aside for us to draw strength to eat manner from the master's table. Honey, we can play around on the outskirts of town, but we'll never get to the cafe of God on the outskirts of town. we got to come in to the center of the will of God. we got to get into the will of God if we're going to get what God has got for us. Oh, praise His holy name. Praise His holy name. Glory be unto God. My heart's desire would to be preached from the top of my voice. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> this is the top of it. just ain't where it used to be. It just ain't where it used to be. And he said, he said in the 44th verse, this is the second time, he said, where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. That's the second time, and he said, where the fire is not quenched, where the worm dieth not. And I know this is, this is not nice, but I worked for the state, and we had to bury animals. And I went and got animals. Andy, you went and picked up animals where the worm was dying in it. And had what a stink. And I remember I've sent people out. They come back and say the stink is so bad we can't stand it. We can't stand it. I remember one 
was so bad when I went. Amen. You could smell it. He said he couldn't find it. I said, you lied. The stink was so bad, you couldn't stand it. You couldn't stand it. I took some gas, chainsaw gas, oil, and threw it on the thing. Kind of killed the smell and covered it up with dirt. You think about it. You don't want to think about it. But there's a worm inside of you. And what the Bible said, that it won't never die. That's what she said, well, the fire is not quenched, and the worm don't die. So you're going to, you think you're dead, but you're going to be wiggling, and you're going to be moving. <coughs> think about it. In hell, if you could just die, it wouldn't be too bad. I, I could probably stand five minutes of fire, but hell, I'll be alive. We need the fear of God. If you got a boy that's in sin, you better begin to him. Right. Uh, you got a daughter in sin. I don't care who you make mad. You better begin to him. Right. That worm that's inside of him. This body is dying, but that worm inside of him in hell, they'll live forever. The devil said, "Go get meth. This will calm your nerves, and you can." But in hell, meth ain't going to be there. Hey, they can't give you a shot to put you to sleep. They can't give you a shot for pain. He said, where the fire is not quenched and the worm dieth not. My neighbor told me, I come to church to be lifted up. He said, I leave depressed and out of heart. He must not be right with God. I'm praising God today that I'm glad my worm can live forever in heaven, basking in the sunlight of Jesus. God gave us a We need to be praising God. The little brother, Filipino priest, Wednesday night, rejoicing because our name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Not rejoicing because the devil flees from us. But our name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Oh, glory to God. Amen. The worm died not. Jamie's old worm ain't going to die if he ends up in hell. Amen. He can backslide on God and end up there with you, believe it or not. He can serve God. Amen. And live forever. As sons of God, as righteous men of God, shouting and praising God. Maybe there's something, a separation. I'm not the separator, but the Word of God is a separator today. 44 again, where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. And he said in the 45th verse, and if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt unto life than having two feet and to be cast unto hell, unto the fire that never shall be quenched. That's the third time he said that never shall be quenched. I remember a Janice brother and what an awful time. He had with sugar, and, and he finally lost his foot, and he was heavy a little. Old. 
and what a battle it was to go in. But you know, I don't know, but it may take a leg to get somebody humble. I thought about, I talked to a boy on the phone this morning and I've prayed with him and invited him to the plan of salvation, invited him to the house of God and he's been here a time or two. Amen, he lost one leg and now he's lost the other leg. He's got cancer, a rare type of colon cancer that seemingly they can't do nothing with. Glory to God. I hope that maybe some of this would change our mind and we'd realize that there is a God. The Bible said, and man, I need my feet. Amen. Just an in, ingrowing toenail about kills me. I need my feet. I need my feet to walk on. Oh, what a privilege ever that both of my feet are good today and I can walk on them. I thought about Andy's got no feeling in his feet and, and it's hard for him to tell that he trips and he falls. Honey, glory to God. We need to praise God for our feet. Glory to God. But the Bible said it's better to not have a feet than it is to die and go to a hell where the fire is never quenched. And I think that would be one of the awfulest things for me to not be able to walk. You know, when Janet throws a rock at me, I couldn't even get out of her way. It'd be awful if I couldn't walk. It really, it really bothered me. They tied me in the hospital put them old breathing bags and I think I had 25 tubes in my nose my ears and stuck in everywhere they chewed me out but I pulled them breathing bags off and I got a hold of them two rollers and here I went my gown a flopping <laughs> amen well, I'm going to tell you your joints are set up if you don't use them if you don't read but you brought a message on the Word of God. If you don't read the Word of God, amen, we ain't going to know how to act. We ain't going to know when our joints lock up. And raise your left hand, will you? Just raise it. See if it still works. Give praise. Give praise unto God that we're able to be in His house. Give Throw that left hand, that, and throw it. Throw it up. What's wrong with yours? Throw it up. Give God praise. Amen. That we're, how about it, Rob? They give God. He said, I did, preacher. What's wrong with you? Give God praise. God may be looking the other way for a little while. Amen. He may be looking over yonder, and you do that, and he don't see it. You need to, you need to praise God knows we read. He knows everything we do. Right. I gotta have some fun, honey. And this old body, this old body ain't fun. So I'm gonna come to church and have some fun. The fire is not quenched. How many of you ever throw a stink bug in the campfire? Nobody. I'm a yeah. I must be cruel. I'll throw a stink bug in the fire in a minute. Hey, my enemy, they stink up my house. 
I had a lounge chair I wanted to sit in, and I think there's 50 stink bugs in it. They come uninvited. The devil will come uninvited. Shake him off in the fire. Shake him off in the fire that will never be quenched. Shake him out of our lives. The cares and the riches of this world has took America down the road. That cell phone, this ain't no cell phone, but it's cell phone. Hello? Yeah. Oh, what a great picture on it. I got a message from Winston. This message from Greensboro. It ain't going to rain today. Did you read that? Or Sally Ann has took off with a boy. And John Doder divorced his wife. That's just planting bad seed. And you get to do it and on that. Well, what in the world happened to them? And the preacher quit his church. What did he do? Took off for the song later. Found out he's gay. Lord help us. What does that do to our Christian life? I'm telling us the truth, church. I don't get a paper. I ain't got a paper in years. But I used to look in the paper and see who died and who was arrested and who died a car wreck. Bad news. I know some good things comes over. I got a preaching brother and he calls his, his cell phone. He said, I, I can't listen to these preachers that preaches on their cell phone. He said, I just don't get nothing out of it. He said, I believe, in the, I believe in the King James Version. So some of us are still old school, old school. And I know it can be used right or wrong. But neighbor, we've used too much junk, the riches and the cares of this world. I talked to Carol's mother-in-law there in a nursing home. And my mom... They lived in Round Peak, dirt roads, no cars, walked five miles to Ivy Green Church. Took all day to get to church, play along the road. They both told me about the same story. But you know what? The cares and the riches, when I talked to Kate, she said, I, did, I got to go to church no more. I don't go no more. It was fun when you had to walk in a dirt road and go five miles because there wasn't no TV. There wasn't no cell phones. There wasn't nothing else to do but go to church. But now there's thousands of things to take our mind off of Jesus. Let me read on. I've read three places where the fire's not quenched. It says it a little different. But the fire don't go out. And the fourth one is 46 verse. Where the worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. Oh, my Lord. Can you get a picture of a fire? Surely. 
All of us have been beside of a brush fire or a burning house, a car along the road that was on fire. And the heat, the heat is no comparison to what hell will be like because that burning house has got cool air around it. But hell is burning everywhere where the fire is not quenched. You don't have an enemy. You do not have an enemy that you want to die and go to hell. The smart enemy will say, he'll be in hell with me. They ain't going to be talking. There's going to be weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. We need the fear of hell. We need the fear of the tricks that the devil has got out there, that it won't deceive us. And more than anything else, we need the fear of God in us. God, man can destroy both soul and body, but God only, man can destroy the body, but only God can destroy soul and body. Think about that. I've got some may not agree with me on this, but this is just a, we get it off the internet, we get it off of everywhere else. So I'm, I want to read this footnote in the Thomas uh, chain reference. The Greek word for hell, the Greek word for hell, the eternal state of the wicked, the Greek word for hell, the eternal state of the wicked is G-E-H-E-N-N-A, Gehenna, I guess, is Gehenna, a place of torment and suffering with but one exception. Every one of Gehenna or hell in Scripture comes from the lips of Jesus, except for one place in the Bible. And Gehenna is not in the Bible. That's the Greek word for hell. So Gehenna is not in our King James Version. But he said, but for every, every Scripture cometh from the lips of Jesus except one. So Jesus wanted to warn us of hell. It was his duty. If I am an under-shepherd, uh, uh, under-shepherd of Christ, my, my desire is to warn you of hell. And more than anything else, there's more Christians here today than there is sinners. So my duty is to warn the Christian to warn the sinner of hell. I've told you time and time again, I bowed down beside of the refrigerator. I set my dad up, blood run all the way far from here to Lamont. And I set dad up against the refrigerator and he gurgled and I began to try to pray with a broken heart at dead 50, I think 58, 59 years old, late 50s. God said it's too late to pray. Don't let this happen to you. 
Have you told your neighbor you love them? And you love them enough that you'll get down and pray. Hell is eternal. The fire is not quenched. God sent this message. I'm sorry it's Father's Day, but God sent this message. Listen to what he said. It was probably used to describe hell because of its background in the mind of the Jews. It had been associated. I looked this up several years ago. It had been associated with the valley of Hinnom outside of Jerusalem, of the site of human sacrifices during the dark days in Israel, history and refuge dump at the time when Jesus spoke. So Ammon, the valley of Ammon is on uh, the southern part of of Jerusalem, and it runs from east to west. And and they said, and he said there that probably the reason Jesus used it so much that it was in the minds of the Jews. And we find back back in the in the Old Testament, in the evil days of Israel, it's where they burned babies. And he said it was a, a dump at this time. 2,000 years ago when Jesus was teaching this and they, they had a continual fire where they took their trash and there's refuge and throat in the fire and burned. But it's where they had Moloch was set up and it was false worship. And they'd go down and people would offer their babies, amen, and put them in the arms of Moloch in the fire and burn their babies. So Jesus wanted them to know that this is just a little example of what hell is going to be like. And I thought about today, listen to what I'm saying to you today. Aborting in America, we are aborting little babies of all ages as far as I know. We're aborting them. And you know what we're doing with them? We're throwing them in the, what they call it, the incinerator. Or they're burning those little fetuses in the furnace. My friend, we are no different than those people were back in those days. We're burning those little babies. Oh, the crematum, cremation, they just take away. And there's nothing to it. I don't know the age. Some of you do. But I'm going to tell you, for my part, glory to God, when that seed is conceived, it's a living soul. For my part, it's a somebody. It's going to be a somebody. I thought about if Daddy had aborted me, glory to God, I wouldn't be here to preach the gospel today. How many times has Satan tried to abort or to cut out a preacher or a teacher or a deacon or a song leader or a true servant of God? Can I tell you, hell is going to be full of good people that made a living aborting babies and think their soul is all right and they're going to be in a literal burning hell where the fire is not quenched. Where the fire is not quenched. This is a message on hell like I ain't never preached before. 
But I see the doctors, the nurses, the people, the family that's afraid. A little boy and girl enjoyed the pleasure, enjoyed the pleasure of sexual acts, doing what they wanted to do. But they didn't want the responsibility of a little child. Can I tell you, I remember, I knew them well. I drank with her husband. She was in church, and her husband, a lost man, is the one that told me about his wife having an abortion. Neighbor, I know the woman to the grave. I knew her to the grave. She's been through this church, and there wasn't no peace. Why wasn't there no peace? Because she was saved, and she knew better. She knew better. I'm talking about the fire won't be quenched for us that knows better. If you know to do good and don't do it, it's sin. Man, this breaks my heart. What sin has done to our little children that's born into this world. I guess you call them illegitimate children. Don't know who daddy is. Thinks this is mama. Been adopted out by somebody else. I remember a lady come to our house, and the girl cried and cried and cried. She said, Mama don't know, and I don't know who my daddy is. She said, How can I live with this? All I know is Mama and Daddy told me he was Daddy. They wasn't DNA. But I'd like to tell you something I can know for sure. I know who my father is. I met my father in 1968. Can I tell you, he's never left me. He's never forsaken me. He has chastised me. He's with me. He's made me sorry for what I've done. But he always picked me. Roy, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that an old sinner like me, that Jesus picked me back up and loved me. And he squeezed me in an old bathroom. And the tears began to come down my face. Oh, I love him today. It's going to take more than just loving him. If I love him, I've got to keep his commandments. Let me finish this. Let me finish this. Think about, think about, in hell, they ain't going to be hollering, hallelujah. The term Gehenna in the New Testament confirms that it is more than an ancient valley outside of Jerusalem. Gehenna is associated with the punishment. I want us to get this. Hell, hell, Gehenna is the Greek word for hell. is associated with fire. Hell's associated with fire. The Bible said, and the fire won't be quenched. Gehenna is associated with punishment, torment, the undying worm. That's what we just read. Gehenna, hell, with the undying worm, the gnashing of teeth, and the entering, 
an eternity without God. Can you imagine? It'd be awful without a hand or without a foot. And I'll read it in a minute. If you are offended, pluck it out. It'd be awful to go in blind. But can I tell you, eternity without God. We have cursed God. We've used God's name in vain. We've made fun of the church. We've laughed at the preachers. We've laughed at the word of God. We've went hand in hand with Satan to do what Satan wanted us to do. We've run when Corona come by. We've been afraid, scared to death of the things of this world. Been worried we are going to lose our riches. Honey, but eternity without God, my mind can't comprehend it. The meanest day of my life, I knew there was a God. I didn't know him personally, but I knew there was a God. Neighbor, in hell, there's no peace. Weeping, wailing, gnashing of teeth. All of the languages stressing the repulsiveness of hell is a description of Johanna. Illustration. The scripture incompletely describes Gehenna because such a place is psychologically impossible to comprehend. Can I tell you something? We cannot comprehend what hell is. So by faith, I'm going to take it that God warned me that fire is not quenched to live right and not go there. To serve God the longest day of my life. Tell your enemy about Jesus. The existence of the place where the unsaved will consciously, a place where the unsaved will consciously, will know, suffer for eternity without God. Does that scare you? I don't want to see nobody in hell. This ain't a myth. This ain't a fairy tale. Hell is real. And the fire will never go out. We can't die. The Bible said in Revelation that we beg for the rocks to fall on us, but we can't die. This ought to stir every Christian to win. Souls, first reference, and I'll quit right there. I got another scripture. I'll get out of the way. Forty-ninth verse, ninth chapter. For everyone shall be salted with fire, and every sacrifice shall be salted with salt. Salt is good, but if the salt, we know salt, the keeping fire of salt, the word of God, God is salt. Have salt, have lost its saltness, wherewith will ye season it? Have salt in yourself and have peace one with another. Neighbor, we need salt and peace within ourselves. Isaiah 
66. Let me hurriedly get to this. Isaiah 66, the 23rd and the 24th verses. The last two verses in Isaiah. And he said, It shall come to pass that from one new moon to another, and from one Sabbath to another, shall all flesh come to worship before me, saith the Lord. He said that all flesh is the children of God. And I want you to look at this next verse. He said all of them would come from one new moon and from one Sabbath to another. And they shall go forth and look upon the carcasses. The Christians are going to look upon the carcasses of the men that have transgressed against me. They're going to look on the carcasses for the men that have transgressed against me, for their worm shall die not. For their worm shall not die, neither shall their fire be quenched, and they shall be an abhorring unto all flesh. He said, these laying in the field, and the fire ain't gone out, and the worm dies not. And he said, and he shall be abhorring unto all flesh. Abhorring means astonishment. Astonishment, my friend. Can I tell you something? It's going to be astonishment. When we look, and the Bible said, all flesh will see it. I thought about in the valley of Jehoshaphat, where the blood runs to the horse's valley, horse's bridle. And I remember somebody looked it up. Don't hold me to this. But that valley is about 150 or 60 miles long. And you think about the blood this deep to the horse's bridle and people dying everywhere and their worm has not died and the fire is not quenched and the saints of God are going to have to look on that. You think about honey, I'm going to tell you something. God is an awesome God, but I'm going to tell you God is a God of wrath. He sent us warning. He said the fire will not be quenched. He said live right. Get born again. Follow my commandments. Keep my statutes. Stay in the house of God. Love me. Don't let the cares of this world get you away. Amen. And you can walk over the top of these Revelation Revelation 14 Revelation 14 I'm about done please stay with me I'm just about done Revelation 14 9 9 through 11 and the third angel followed them saying with a loud voice any man if any man worship the beast, if any man worship the beast, I know you'll say you're not worshiping the beast. But neighbor, if we're in sin, we're worshiping the beast. And his image, and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture unto the cup of his indignation, and he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone 
in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascended up forever and ever. The smoke ascended up, but their body can't die. Can't you tell somebody today about Jesus? Can't there somebody out there, if you make them mad, tell them you may lose a friend, but tell them hell is for eternity. The smoke ascended up forever and ever, and the fire is not quenched. And and they have no rest, day nor night, who worship the beast and his image, and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus Christ. Neighbor, may God add a blessing to his word. Hail's been preached as hot as this old boy can give it out. Timothy said that having a form of godliness and denying the power thereof from such turn away. Having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. My Lord and my God, I wish I could stress what's on my heart. What if you die in a backslidden condition? Hey, life at this old preacher. Neighbor, if I believe that I can die and still go to hell, what have I got to lose if I'm wrong, if I live close to God? There's something wrong in a drunk's life. He can tell you he's been saved 40 times if he wants to. There's something wrong in a liar's life. <coughs> Neighbor, come. Stand your feet, if you will, as God speaks to your heart.